Mary for that too sweet playing. And welcome back, all you four-color book aficionados. This is Kind of U.S. Comics Cast, Chapter 3, HQ, for all things comic book related. I am remotely John Rivera. Don't let the A on my sweater fool you, because I put the C in CEO, also as well as co-founder of U.S. Comics. And I, of course, am the Robin to his Batman, the C. Oh, oh, of U.S. Comics, co-founder, the co-host, the one and only Charlie, baby. Damn straight. Happy, Happy com- kind of comic book day. Hey, brother. Happy comic book day. Observe to you and the multitudes watching and listening, regardless of where one or the other of us might be in the world. Um, if you're into that comic book content or you dig the episode, maybe kind of, sort of, Feel free to drop a like, follow, or a comment. We are emotionally needy monsters, so we accept all forms of tribute. Charlie, what's the haps? What's going on, man? I am currently on a plane to beautiful Puerto Rico. Um, you are about to to take uh, take part in a in a extravaganza, unlike the world has ever seen, and uh, AKA we are still Easter prequel the musical that's trademark patent pending john rivera ceo u.s comics cast um yeah i like it there's a lot going on so for the next two weeks uh let's drop the charade this is indeed a recording but you will have one or the other other of us live in chat so feel free to comment participate as typical if it seems like we're ignoring your commentary in the live discussion, uh, more than usual, this is the reason why. Because these are just echoes of our former illustrious selves. This is um, like one of those bullshit things they used to do on sitcoms where it's like, it's live to tape. Be like, you mean <laughs> recorded, asshole? Don't add extra yeah. words and pretend we, it's something special. Like we're, And like also like on the sitcoms where you hear the exact same laugh cadences every week like unless they invite the same motherfuckers back to every episode this is canned laughter but you'll get no such canned nonsense from the brothers rivera and in spite of what um our uh, egos might have us believe the world especially the world of comic books and everything juicy comic book related does not stop just because we have shit going on uh charlie it is rife with going-ons in the four-color funny book world. And I'm all about it. Uh, Let me ask you a question. So at the time of recording, this would have been about about three, four days ago, where the news dropped, uh, where Netflix, which seems to be, unless you're Marvel, even sometimes if you're Marvel content, (laughs) because all all of the, uh, the juicy Netflix Marvel content ended up going over, uh, to Disney Plus's way, but um, have you seen the Marvel announcement that we are getting the two sides of the coin? That we are getting an irredeemable adaptation, uh, as well as, as well as, also as well as an incorruptible adaptation. Have you seen this? Are I- you as semi chubbed up? in the nether regions as i am i mean it takes a really good story 
for you to be able to give me like a knockoff type of character and me still get the blood flowing because we've seen so many bad ones but in this case for both uh i am all the way excited it's one of those things where the rocky waters of these adaptations i think we're starting to leave in the past as mm. people really see what the what the masses want is truly adaptations not these quasi rebrandings you know I, I love the idea if they go all in i am all the way with them i'll take that ride i'm so excited to start seeing things from it though well and that's a thing too like netflix does not do anything uh kind of like behind closed doors yeah. they're there if they were a restaurant they would be one of those restaurants where the kitchen is glass paneled and sitting there you can see everything going on um you know thinking of your best like hell's kitchen one-liners if like even one potato comes out slightly sand you're like me uh that, that that was my uh that was my impersonation uh, you're very very welcome for that oh i forgot about the accent there it is much much better much better go ahead and put that on my reel um, so for, for anybody uh, um, who is unaware of this absolutely tits McGillicuddy comic that was put out there, it's uh, uh, written by Mark Wade, illustrated by Peter Krauss. I'm clearly not reading these uh, credentials. Um, but this is a comic. It dropped in uh, 2009, ran for 37 issues, ended in 2012. Uh, so this is not like a just happened comic. So the, the, I'll give you the short version. Charlie alluded to it. Um, so this is an unapologetic analog character of Superman. So the elevator pitch for something like this would be Mark Waid is like, <laughs> you know what's great? Me. Everything I touch is fucking awesome. And it turns to gold uh, artistically, creatively, financially, super duper. But you know what? I had an idea. What if... We have a Superman type, clearly, without question, the absolute, uh, uh, the most popular, the strongest, the, the you know, the, all around, just the, the world's favorite guy, superhero in that particular world, right? Going about his business, uh, fantastic on his own, but also as well as uh, he can go ahead and do what he, he needs to do in the form of a collective and i'm talking about the paradigm who also likes to run around saving the day with some special abilities not quite the plutonian level because this character is called the plutonian so clearly again unapologetic analog of superman you switch up a couple things where he's from what he looks like this cat doesn't have the spit curl not the old red white and i mean red yellow and blue um, so he's got a different color scheme, but he is clearly in another world. If there was a multitude of a multiverse of madness going on here, this would be like a, a, an alternate version of Superman. Bark bent is his <laughs> secret identity. That's how close. <laughs> exactly it is. right. But uh, something goes astray, as is almost always the case with <laughs> Superman analog characters. Some goes, something's rotten in Denmark. And this mother sucker, no spoilers. Uh, I'm sorry, I meant the opposite of that. Spoiler fucking heavy. This cat ends up killing a multitude of people. And I'm not talking about the like cutesy, ooh, type of superhero deaths that we've kind of 
seen uh, more recently uh, on the screen, big and small. I mean, this is like genocidal. Uh, think of Thanos' snap if you saw it and it wasn't just like barbecue a residue up in the air where it was like some vicious, bloody, visceral nonsense. And it's this the character- Thanos snap if you went around headbutting everyone yeah, to death if he was one at a time. Them, snapping their heads off. Uh, so, so this character, the Plutonian, literally now becomes irredeemable because of these terrible things that he does. And and uh, I will not spoil the, the actual premise of the, the story, um, but it, it, it's what happens now. Superman has gone fucking rogue. This is a cat that can, in essence, do whatever he chooses to do on a worldwide scale. What we gonna do? And that is indeed the show. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on Incorruptible uh, either later on, if time permits, or maybe a different episode. But, um, Charlie, this is one of those stories where you sit back and you're like, damn, what if? Right? What if that freaking happens? So let me ask you this question as we kind of kick into it. Um, the first time that you read it, like I, I know certainly the aesthetic of the Plutonian as it was illustrated, uh, as he was illustrated, I wasn't immediately like, oh, Superman ripoff. It was not that at all. As I started to read and see what was going on, I was like, ooh, snappy, nappy dugout. But then it clearly became like, all right, well, this is a what if Superman broke bad type story so when you were kind of what was your initial reaction i know i know how i felt about it as you man fan but tell yeah. me how you were like in those first few pages you got the books for me you know this was a book by like issue three mm-hmm. you were like and fucking read these and it was the first time an analog of superman went this this bold this is before i read invincible this is after though i was bored by like supreme let's say so this Mm. was the first time they took the superman character and weren't just doing somewhat of a carbon copy so seeing him kind of disprove the batman theory where it's like well with enough time like there was no fucking stopping uh this bald buzz cut son of a bitch uh the the plutonian was kind of proof in the pudding of like if superman decided we're fucked and there was something so exciting about that concept the you know what felt like the first time exciting slash undie filling my god i mean just the sheer brutality of it was something that you would never see in the big two like as 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 genre defining as Marvel and DC are, there's that line. No matter how fucking crazy Punisher gets, there's a line. This said, "Fuck that line. I'm gonna I'm gonna cave its skull in." It was uh, it, it was just super exciting to read that story. So so let, let me ask you this though, because again, you, you bring up a, a a good point very early. So Boom Studios are who put this comic out, and. How do I put this? The the indies, uh, for lack of a better term, and and some some are so galactically larger than mm. others that it seems almost fair. So I'd prefer just to say like outside the big two, um, they they have a penchant for kind of going big, right? They swing from their heels often, and a lot of times that can be you can really only go you can either try to pull the ball or or, or you know or, or push it depending on what side of the plate you're swinging from so it, what that means is like if they're gonna go big they either have to go ultra ultra violent or like kind of sexy time 
push it for adults or lang you know language being uh being uh, thrown in there uh you know six and one half dozen of the other so boom studios was like that that would really put that on the map for me you know you tend to end up following writers to the point where you're like i'm i look for names way more than i look for like logos or or you know yeah. company icons so uh was that the first time where you kind of had a visceral reaction to what was happening on the page or was it more that it was a, a kind of superman doing it I, th I think it's a combo. I think it was so visceral because it's so clearly wink nudge. It's Superman. Like there's not, they're not disguising the story that they're telling. They're changing what they have to. So for me, every page read like my Superman, like you said before, breaking bad. So I think it was empowered by the fact that it was watching in my head, Cal, do all this shit it was it was just that right sort of brutal because i've read brutal comics before but this was really the first one i saw where it was superhero based and not like war based or or you know j specifically about the violence like a samurai comic where people no doubt. decapitated no doubt. i feel you so, and Gru so the, one the wanderer the might have been the first time i was like god damn and they had to draw him like a little fleshy peanut in order <laughs> yes. to get there with any of that so uh, i was like i i guess this is okay um, but yeah, so, so I'm, I mean, I think we are both officially on board as saying we're very much looking forward to the adaptation because you know what, we'll always have the comics. So Netflix has caught a, a couple of, a couple of bruises, a little black eye, you know, several of their recent adaptations of some of this work has not been necessarily received, uh, particularly well, or has been like super Netflix successful comparative to some of the uh, um, third party flicks that we have gotten and we've spoken about here. But uh, I'm, st I'm still, regardless of, you know, uh, Jupiter's legacy, regardless of uh, damn, uh, um, I don't know, you, you can fucking rip them off. I didn't write them down. I, I don't like to think about that stuff. But that all being said, I know I am, and I think you are as well. Uh, we're looking forward to the adaptation. We haven't had it yet. It, it's only been now on the flat page. I'm juicy. I love the concept, so show me what the hell you got. But it raises for me a very interesting point. Superman analogs, Superman uh, carbon copies, uh, whatever you want to call them, Superman ripoffs, they, they could almost fill up their own damn Justice League or <laughs> Avengers, you know, World Twice Wild, over. <laughs> or, uh, uh, you know, Justice Society. Like, there are, there are so damn many Superman wannabes yeah uh out there and it's what's interesting to me is especially in the more recent years they tend to be in this same mold of like superman <laughs> but bad though what if it's superman if he was naughty Ooh, superman but with a receding hairline oh he's really mad about it it just seems that they have that the 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 current kind of like um the the current uh, uh taste tends to be like superman but there's some issues here and i'm talking about within his very own universe of detective comics i am talking about across the street um at the at the house of ideas and one of the ideas was to rip off superman as much as humanly possible there are multiple 
wannabe Superman flying the skies of Marvel, but certainly, certainly outside of the big two as well. Uh, and, and we seem to very often get, especially now, this bad guy version so i'm gonna throw it right to you because i i know i have ideas about it and and we are up against the clock kind of sort of already but let me ask you this charlie of all the 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 non-superman the non-kal-el superman flying around out there why do you think that it's currently so avant-garde to make them naughty i think they haven't i think everyone's forgotten how to write superman i think we're living in an era where because there was some pushback in the early 2000s when image was hitting its stride when they first assembled they were like we're going fucking like gritty and badass everyone has to be a badass look how many pouches pouch city exactly look at all these pouches and frowns somewhere along the lines people don't know how to write superman anymore so the go-to even in dc is like, well, what if Superman's bad? Then he's interesting. I, I think it really comes from this place of misunderstanding Kal-El. So the instinct becomes very telling about some of the writers, some of the creatives behind it, because I think there's a lot of, well, if I had powers, I'm going to get revenge for every girl that didn't kiss me in high school. It's this weird, and it actually kind of drives me nuts. Not that I don't love some of these guys, but it's like I remember early image, one of the analogs of Superman that I enjoyed was Apollo. And that take on Superman was like, what if Superman and Batman, they're Superman and Batman, but they love each other. And like they're in a romantic relationship. And what twists and turns is that? That was one of those add-ons that I was like, that's interesting. I really like the relationship between Apollo and Midnighter. But then came the era of, of not only uh, Irredeemable, but right now the big live action, I can't believe it's not Superman, but he's also naughty, is Homelander on the boys. It is fun to write someone who can do anything and is a selfish douche about it. That there is, I get the fun of that. For me though, I think that fun is in place of someone actually having an idea for a guy who truly just wants the best for the world. I think it's why the default is always like, Batman good, Superman bad. Uh, but, but I suspect just a lack of creativity to be totally honest. I, I'm gonna they, take a, I'm gonna take a little yeah. bit of umbrage with that because- uh, Please do. I, I don't even know that I would say, uh, you know, Batman good, Superman bad, because one of the biggest uh, takeaways of the most recent uh, cinematic endeavor uh, for Batman was kind of stepping away from that, like, dark, gritty, do what I gotta do, uh, you know, uh, Batman as Punisher type of mentality. Um, but I will agree with you that Homelander was like a very refreshing was maybe how do i put this the world that homelander lives in is far more original than like homelander's visage right so yeah. Homelander is just blonde superman broke bad uh and and i'll say though maybe as as bad guy superman supermen go he might be the cl- a closer to Kal-El then you would uh, lead on uh, for the same, for the, for the, 
for the one reason like he's trying to be slick about it he's not <laughs> overtly like fuck you i'm gonna kill you now like and when when that does happen it's always like oopsie i better go and clean it up like he 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 is not uh publicly being a douche about what he's doing as opposed to the, the plutonian who calls his shot before he takes it and eradicates thousands of people at a time you, you know you, you know what i'm saying like oh, absolutely fucking in uh, that in that regard sweep 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 you didn't see nothing here gotta ring out the mop where is the lie we got, I, we got I will trouble. i will say the thing i appreciate about homelander in general is the fact that he is like kind of a conniving douchebag about it because even invincible's dad just woke up on a tuesday and it was like Fuck this smiling bullshit. Omni Man's his most purchased item on Amazon or like whatever the Invincible World's version of Amazon. It probably is still Amazon because like that's where at least the current current uh, that, now it's Amazon. If it wasn't shows. before, <laughs> <laughs> but like his most uh, purchased item is the mustache comb because he's got to like uh, he's got more brain matter and skull and stuff to. To sweep out of it, yeah, I, I was exactly gonna go there. So, uh, from from Homelander, who uh, again the live adaptation, we're also getting uh, from the good folks at Amazon. I'm assuming there's some good folks there. I don't know, um, but yeah, Omni Man is very much also as well as an example of like, I'm Superman, but I'm gonna do dirty things, but I'm gonna keep it on the low low. And uh, with my superhero, tell Bob. I can You'll get in trouble too. But, but yeah, like he he is not overtly uh you know a baddie baddie the, the fucking way that Plutonian so in this world of evil Superman analogs, Plutonian, he he really kind of creates a, a sub-genre of like fuck stop me if you if you don't like he is like the football team that is running up the score on like a, a poor last place team that they're just looking forward to the draft they're like god damn you beat us it's 55 nothing already are you really going for the two-point conversion and he's sitting back he's like fucking stop me bro my job is to score points your job is to stop me so when he breaks bad he's like fuck this white fuck this cape i'm a bad guy now do something about it so plutonian to me that's what i love his his vim and vigor he embraces that bad guy itis and he obviously nobody in comic world is just like teehee even now joker who was like the ultimate teehee i'm doing what i do because i'm crazy they're like now now you're super sane that's a superpower now so you're really the the most sane and even he's not happy about that shit that's the one thing that wiped the grin off of joker's face Um, he's reading his own comic like he's like what the hell jokes on me so uh so anyway with with anyone who's sitting back here telling you that um the plutonia is not the most overtly bad guy of all the superman analogs would be a goddamn liar just like george lucas and just like the guy that said john has a legitimate shot to take right now because it's actually going to be as charlie referenced before a shot of espresso in my tall black and hot Put him up, Charlie. Han Salute. Sometimes it was coffee. Blink. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, we're recording this oh, kind of early. So I feel so dirty good. taking that shot. Hey, man, Bailey put that work in. The least he can do is 
appreciate it. Um, now, so, yeah, John, so we what ripped you... through a couple. We ripped through a couple, Charlie. Yeah. So you, uh, you keep keep on ripping through some of them that you got over there on the list. There are some of them that I like appreciate, and then there's some I hate. And one of the ones I fucking hate is Century. I hate the way Sentry looks. I hate the way Sentry acts. Now, do you Sentry... hate Sentry or do you hate the Void? <laughs> oh, look at you with the deep cuts. Look, I, I'd rather deal with the Noid than fucking either of uh, Sentry <laughs> or the Void. Say the Noid as in Pizza Hut's Lex Luthor? Or did you say yes. the Void? <laughs> no, no, I said the Noid. I love Pe- that so much. Pizza. Now I want pizza. Um, you you know the uh, you know for me it's the, the highs are incredibly high, like we mentioned, Omni Man, and the lows are just fucking exhausting. Even like, I'm trying to think of the one that probably bothered me. Well, the no, most. no, take take us right there because I I have an inkling that with as much as Marvel is now forced to now that they're outside of kind of like Gen One characters for their for their for their big boy swings um i honestly i feel like a character like sentry slash the void might very well be like an on deck type of uh character for marvel to go to the well with so yeah look you you might not like him but he's a visually very striking and b at least the fucking interesting if you're gonna rip him off at least do it well. So again, this is Marvel borrowing, to put it politely, from DC. So walk the, walk the good people through Sentry, because um, many people might not know him. I mean, my my love for him begins and ends with his giant WWE Championship belt logo. Like I'm gonna put an S right on my belly, baby. But uh, but Sentry is like Superman by way of Captain America. There's a super soldier serum, and then he gets long, beautiful, flowing locks. So Robert Reynolds, I'm already mad at the alliteration, becomes the Sentry. Um, what's fucking cool, though, about Sentry, as least as a storytelling, is he kind of is his own worst enemy, as John alluded to. Uh, alluded to. The Void is like his darker half. So... What happens with Sentry, and, like, I, I, I'm struggling with some, so help me when you can, but, like, he was thought to be dead, but then he's resurrected, but then he disappears, so he's, like, one of Earth's greatest heroes, and then they, like, lean in close, and they're like, but also, as well as, he could be one of Earth's worst dangers, though, bro. So it does walk that kind of, like, Superman, Dark It's like Drunk Superman. Sentry is Drunk Superman from Superman 3, where on a Tuesday, the best, saving kittens, kissing puppies, and then the next day, he's punting that same kitten into fucking the movie. The kitten is just sore through there, like, why, Sentry, why me? <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, you no, know, you, the- you, you, mostly hit, uh, you mostly hit that shit on the, on the head. And, and Sentry is one of those characters who just seems to kind of like get inserted into story arcs as opposed to us as the readers kind of following his own thing. So the void is a malevolent entity that just decided to like use him. It's almost like a like a like a magical version of Venom for lack of a better analogy, uh, which is very rare. But uh, I haven't drank enough of that coffee and I'm clearly not in my comfort zone. Um, 
but yeah, to the point where he was so powerful. And you're right, the like them trying to replicate Steve Rogers has gone so wrong so many times. At some point, they might just say, you know what, let's just stop trying this. We, we, like, yeah, we're going to make another one. Oh, uh, evil Russian. Oh, okay, my bad. Oh, let's make another one. Oh, terrible gamma monster. Okay, our bad. Oh, let's try it again. I think we really got it. Oh, incredibly evil Superman. Beautiful hair, but also is uh, in, uh, uh, taken over by, like, a fucking malevolent entity. You know what, guys? Let's, uh, let's go ahead and think of the self-heating microwave dinner where you just like pull a ripcord in the box, no microwave needed. Let's let's go to work on that. You um, know what so the problem though, John, is in the Marvel universe, there are so few heroes or mutants you could turn to. Like giving one of them a job and just make like you get to work for the government. It's always this bullshit where they're trying to craft it the opposite way. Has anyone called Scott Summers and been like, bitch, you want a job? You work at that school for free for fucking wheels. How about we call you Cyclops Man? Charlie is always and forever, <laughs> always, always stumping for freaking Cyclops, who's like, oh, yeah, the guy with the laser vision. No, he's got laser fisticuffs. His laser beams punch you. They don't even cut shit in half. Um, no, but but uh, Sentry specifically, he he was so dangerous on, their, on the Marvel forefront that they just kind of went to the old standby Reed Richards and Doctor Strange. He said, you know what? Let's pull a Spider-Man No Way Home, make everybody forget that Sentry even exists. That's how we'll fix this problem. The old proverbial magic science, sweep them under the rug. Uh, so I totally The equivalent of you cleaning your childhood bedroom. Be like, in the closet you go. Let's just get, get Sentry's talk, get your fucking Fabio uh, hair looking ass in there. As someone who was looking for something uh, mashed into one of Charlie's drawers, I can tell you that the the legacy lives on because Charlie has adopted that policy himself. Funko uh, Pop, Funko Pop, new pair of socks, a half shovel, a Casey Jones mask. Just ridiculous. So iPhone so, 2 charger. You know, uh, like w- within uh, Superman's own fucking house, you have all... Uh, by design, Bizarro is there like, oh, it's Superman, but not, but here's something really wrong. And um, legally, the court battle over uh, Captain Marvel slash Shazam, that was literally like, they're like, well, you know what? We need a Superman. But Mr. Majestic was like Superman, but like he came from War World and like all the problems. This is literally going to be the titles that you see. We're going to put Superman on the shelf for a little bit. Like DC themselves have kind of sometimes gone crazy trying to give us other Superman, Superman stories. But to me, one of the ones that like really fucking stood out was I appreciate creativity. Like when someone puts in the work, so to speak, I, I, I say a nice thank you in the way of doling over my greenbacks. And um, for me, the, the, the one that like really hit especially was superior. Right, not Supreme, who you who you referenced to as part of that like initial big image push. You know they were gonna have a Superman. He's like, you know, Superman, but cut off sleeves. Oh, it's on, off to the races. But you know, he didn't though, do honestly, those push-ups for nobody. No pat, no no pouches though. So different, uh, but no superior. So um, Mark Miller's uh, Mark Miller writes Superman and Superman adjacent stories 
maybe better than anybody working today. And uh, this was, I'm just such a fucking nerd and a mark that like when someone, uh, in addition to like this, their natural talent, when they like all the shit that I like, mwah, just like so well done. So he put out this freaking story that was almost like a, a like an analog mashup of Superman and fucking Shazam slash Captain Marvel. Do you know Superior particularly well, or like just not really? All right, that so was one of those ones. I was in the I was in the stages of like. Knock off Superman can go fuck themselves. Fair. That's that's more than fair. And, and you know, you're you're always allowed at one point of your life, uh, one of those uh, phases. But um, so the, the short version of uh, of this, like picture this, Sicily, 1942. Here's a a kid, a little kid, handicapped kid, big big uh, um a big uh, comic book fan, like loves that kind of like world of superheroes, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and um, seemingly all points, uh, all points uh, leading to a magical space monkey shows up at the window one day. It's like, hey, little handicapped kid, you look super sad. What can I do for you? And naturally, as a little handicapable comic book fan would say, if I have one wish, little magic space monkey, I would wish to be the uh, biggest, powerful, most uh, superpower having superhero that ever was. And uh, little evil monkey says, uh, oops, sorry, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> says, you know what? You got it. You can be your favorite movie superhero Boom, boom! And he, in essence, turns him into this Superman-esque character. Now, visually, if you like the Century Championship belt, fucking Superior will put that long-haired guy on his back real quick. Um, he's got a championship super belt like no one else in the game, Superman included. Um, but because little space evil monkeys, evil being the, the, the operative word, they said, you know what? There's a certain duality in all those stories. So if there is a Superman in your world flying now around in reality, and this that's what this little kid has. He doesn't change him like that uh, at no cost. He basically goes to the, to the same kid's like worst tormentor and gives him that same fucking option. So he, this little monkey dude creates the world's greatest hero, but also as well as the world's greatest villain, villain, because there needs to be for every fucking ying has to have a yang. It is such a great, great uh, um, story. So like the bully, like literally has to sell his soul to the devil, right? For, for, you know, those are the terms. And um, now this poor little kid, Simon is his name. He has this like uh, this Sophie's choice of like, choosing between staying staying in his little sickly body or um doing what he's got to do giving up his soul so that he could be this super person for the sole purpose of battling the evil version that's flying around which in essence he's kind of responsible for creating so it is like it is such to me i'm like if you want to do an analog character especially a mishmash uh mishmash 
mish mash, upside down, flip, flap, wada wada ding dang, ooh ee, ooh ah ah. Uh, if you're gonna do it, bro, do it big. That's how you swing from the. Damn I mean, game. what I really love about that is that evil monkey was a lot like our parents. They made an evil one, and then a decade later, they had to counteract that shit with a good one. So that we're caught in a constant battle of good and evil. You are you are very loose with the usage of the word good right now. That is some crazy fucking talk. One of my favorite analog Superman, and I, you kind of mentioned it before, is Superman. Uh, the Injustice video game, Evil Superman, ultimately getting his ass whooped by like standard universe Superman is one of my favorite stories. That game... I had I enjoyed that game a lot, built on the Mortal Kombat engine. But I like the story bugged me because that is a classic like Batman good, Superman a dick story. Even though Joker like killed Lois and Superman's kid, you're allowed to be a little pissy. But the comic books took that concept, uh, the the adaptation of the uh, of the game in the DC comic format, did such an amazing job of setting. Our Superman versus our Superman gone bad. That's one of my all-time favorite stories, and it's a little bit cheating because obviously in the multiverse that can go mad. As Doctor Strange is about, we're to very mad. used to you cheating. Don't 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 apologize now, bro. We can sit. Fair enough, fair enough. But it, it it made for such an interesting story of looking in the mirror and telling that story. DC's done that a few times now uh, on. The TV Hi show they've played Hyperion with Hyperion might be like the the weakest. Like we're gonna rip you, we're gonna rip ourselves off like super gently because oh no, he's from like a different. Uh, shut up, DC. You already have you already have seventeen Superman as it is. At least have the 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 you know the the testicular fortitude to call the damn guy Superman. Like no Hyperion uh, though, and short sleeves. It's different. It's different, but like identical. Uh, out of all of them, you know, the, as as time clicks on, is Kid Marvel Man the one you hate the most? For those unfamiliar, Kid Miracle Man was like the Robin uh, to Miracle Man's Superman knockoff uh, Batman. Like that was the sidekick, and then he turned into the greatest enemy ever. Kid Marvel Man just makes me fucking sick. I hate his guts. You know, Al Alan Moore uh, so rarely has a has a misstep that sometimes you need you need a little help. You're like, hey, do me a favor. Can you step in real quick and fuck this up? Because otherwise, this just might take over the world. M Miracle Man to me almost got like put on the shelf. Like it was one of those things where like this is too dangerous for the for the people for you know it goes above and beyond because that that is Miracle Man is such the stripped down uh, telling of like that Superman tale that um, with so many moving parts in kind of in comic book dumb uh, that were going on right at the at the moment it's only now literally it took like decades. For that to get properly dusted off and now we are going to finally see miracle man maybe the best version uh since the first version um no no that that's absolutely not my least favorite my least favorite would go back to uh big red banded marvel uh my least favorite is easily gladiator so so gladiator for anyone who is unaware 
Uh, Gladiator is more of which makes sense, at least partially, uh, is more on like the galactic side of the Marvel storytelling of the Shire Empire and jibbity jabbity. Um, this is Superman as like a slightly okay. Let's take a let's rip off Superman. Let's put him uh, in in blue and red and yellow. Okay, so we got that going for us, right? Um, but we'll give him a giant fin on his fucking head mohawk. <laughs> so that'll be fine. But you will also give him a blue skin tone that is riotously, riotously, unforgivably close to the skin tone of his fucking uniform. So to a certain degree, it looks like he's kind of just flying around there naked. And I get it. Like Superman clearly puts in his crunches. He fucking, he does the, he does some reps. He wakes up early to put in the mileage. He's listening to the Rocky training montage like everyone else in the universe, uh, literally in the universe. Uh, so yeah, we'll have him naked every once in a while. I gotta show off what's going on. But Gladiator just looks naked because so little thought went into that process. If uh, you're gonna look naked, just do it. Like have the have the balls, pun intended, uh, of of fucking from Watchmen. Our, our big blue dingaling swinging around. If you're going to go, go. My girlfriend will stop me in my tracks if I try to wear, wear the wrong color tan bottoms. She's like, bitch, that looks like your thigh. Stop. No, like, To the point where they don't even make tan bottoms. Like, like uh, no, no, no. You want aisle seven. Aisle 16 is a little too close to your skin tone, my friend. Or Dude. go hit the tanning bed. I look like I'm Winnie the Poohing it in the wrong color. John, thank you so much for joining us from your secret base. What's your last thoughts on uh, on on irredeemable in general? Um, do, what I I also want to know your final feeling on these characters that are I can't believe it's not Superman. Do you do you love them? Is there a place in comics in your heart for those sort of stories that don't directly affect it? And then take us home. Look, I mean, the, the bottom line is uh, when you have a character like a Superman, as a Superman fan, I, I honestly, I don't even get mad uh, because sometimes every cre uh, a creator that's worth their salt um, has a Superman story in them someplace. And you, you, don't, you don't always have the, the, uh, uh, the wherewithal or the ability to say, okay, now, now let me do my Superman take. Uh, so sometimes you got to get a little creative. Sometimes not as creative as other people might like, but you still want to get that story out there. Ultimately, if the story is strong enough, I don't care that it's a Superman analog because what that says to me is like, here are two cats, me and this creator, who have something in common already. We love Superman. Uh, so I, I will sit and read and watch what have you, whatever the hell you got, because we started at the proper place. I will say this, though come correct or don't come at all because you are now basically dalliancing skipping through the fuck skipping to the loo my darling in hollowed ground so swing for the fences make it a good damn story make it worth the possible litigation that you might be looking down the barrel of if you need have to tell that damn story i like your style john the Word. best part 
a waking up is podcast in your cup. And this podcast could not be brought to you every single Wednesday in audio format, anywhere you can find podcasts without the support of our amazing sponsors. So before we go home, I just want to let the world know once again, that Bad Mary is a band you need in their, in your life, rather. They're rocking it daily, nightly, and ever so rightly. You can follow them on social media at Bad Mary Band. You can support them financially over on patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary. They are touring around. They're hosting gigs. We went to one at time of recording just last night. They absolutely crushed it. They have a new LP out available everywhere. You can stream music. Bad Mary, show them some love. In just a minute, you're going to hear another one of their new tracks right off their brand new album. But, John, we have their ear holes covered. They need something to watch. Why don't you tell them about our other amazing sponsor? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Where we dropping is the question to ask. It is with Sergeant Finesse. He is the answer. Find him on both uh, Twitch gaming and Facebook gaming, multiple streams every day, outstanding video game content, supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check them out today. If you need to pick me up, follow the white rabbit over to sneakenergy.com. I wish I had some here. I do not. Use code SGT at checkout. If you're looking for some fresh new gear, oh, sucky, sucky. Ranges with the wind at time of recording. Uh, go over to geeksunleashed.com. Use code S-A-R-G-E. That spells Sarge. At check out there when the Sarge is on deck. You salute. GG, son. Let's take them all the way home. Make sure you like this episode. Make sure you share this episode. Tell a friend. Scrape it from the rooftops. If you're watching us on YouTube, also watch us on Facebook. If you're watching us on Facebook, also listen to us anywhere podcasts are available. John, let's get to that tunage. How do we take them home? You know, this kid is screaming at us as if he was not on vacation with his feet up and sand in his rear and pubis. But the kid is right. When he's right, he's right. Turn the power on. Turn the volume up. Get a tune bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save me, space girl. We out. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me. I've got to be that way. It's like a big train. You're standing on my neck. You're standing on my neck. You're standing. Nothing is like I planned it. So funny, I can't stand it. I must be on another planet. La 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 la.